Congressman Bill Foster is with us. He represents the 11th District. I don't think you've ever been on the show. Nice to talk to you. I I had a chance once to be in your office campaigning for a smoking ban in the Fox River Valley. We know how many years ago that was. <laughs> That's long. right. And, you know, there's been progress in, in getting people to smoke less than, <laughs> than this. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm intrigued by the stories that have been coming forth from people in Chicago being scammed out of thousands, and in yep. some cases, close to a hundred thousand dollars when it comes Tens to wire thousands. frauds. Yep. So, yep. T- that's it, right. Well, it, well yep. Congressman, people always think, "Well, just don't give out your passwords." You know, it's that simple. But these scams are so elaborate, and they put you in such a moment of chaos that you think you're talking to your bank, and you are not talking to your bank. So, tell us what needs to be done to prevent this. Yeah, well, one of the difficulties is that people very rarely do wire transfers, uh, probably for most people only a few times in their life, but they're very large value wire transfers. And right now, many of those transfers go through very, very quickly, and often before people realize that they've been victims of a fraud. And so this is an area where what government can and should do is provide people with a much better means of proving that they are who they say they are online. Because identity fraud, which is part of these scams, uh, is just running rampant. You know, many people are familiar with having or they probably know someone who's had to change out all their credit cards because someone's stolen their ID online. It just is impersonating them online. That does not happen in countries that have provided citizens who wish the ability to, for example, use your driver's license and your cell phone uh, to prove you are who you say you are in an online transaction. And so if you use this sort of authentication uh, to, for example, when you open a bank account, then when a wire fraud transfer takes place, we'd have a much better idea, not not so much of where how the fraud took place, but when it gets transferred to another account, who is it exactly that owns that account? And we'd be able to get much quicker and more reliable answers to that so that when the person realized they've been victims of a fraud, that you'd have a better shot at recovering that money. And that's one of the first steps that actually we got very close to making significant progress on in the last session of Congress. And is this basically updating the Electronic Fund Transfer Act, or is this something completely new? No, the, these are they're two separate uh, parallel lines of effort. Um, one of them is simply the ability for people, um, you know, when they realize they've been victims of a fraud, under some circumstances, have the ability to stop and reverse the transaction. And the penalty that will have to be paid for that is that the transaction will not go through as quickly because you can't simultaneously have instantaneous transfers and have them irrevocable and then have any ability to reclaim the money. And so this is this is the thing that makes the legislation difficult, because if, for example, we say or right, it takes several days before a wire transaction becomes finalized until you've really had a chance to make sure it wasn't fraudulent, then it's going to take that many days. You know, for example, when you um, pay for a house with a large wire transfer, you're going to have to wait a few days before that transaction can actually close. And, you know, real estate transactions are already painful enough in my in my experience, uh, but this will add additional delay to it. On the other hand, there'll be safety that comes with that delay. So you're going to have a lot of people opposing that. I know when I 
uh, closed on a house, there there were forms that I had to sign about that electronic wire transfer because you are talking about large sums of money. But that's not the only instance this is done uh, among businesses quite often, right? Correct. And, you know, an individual has a, has a right, if they have a balance in a bank account, to wire that to another bank account. And so the difficulty that you run into is that people have fallen victims to very elaborate, very clever scams where they have, in good faith, transferred money from their account to a different account, uh, not understanding who the real owner of that of that account is and what the implications of that are. And that's where, that's where it gets, it it gets difficult. Um, For credit cards, the transactions in question are usually 10 or a hundred times smaller. And the, and so what's at stake is not as, as, um, as life threatening really, because people have had their retirements wrecked with a single fraudulent transfer. And this is one of the tragedies we're trying to prevent. I've seen stories of people in Chicago losing up to $100,000. Uh, so this doesn't impact Zelle or Venmo or those small scams. This is big scam. That is the, uh, the, our main focus in Congress. You know, these, I think they, there's a lot to be done in preventing fraudulent transactions among any kind of online payment system. But the giant transactions in wire frauds are because they have the, the potential, unfortunately, of really ruining people's lives. They are a higher priority in Congress right now. This is Congressman Bill Foster with us on WGN. So, Congressman, this seems like a simplistic question, but why do financial institutions not know where that money is going or, or how to track it or whether they're dealing with another reputable financial institution? Well, Because I know it's not going really, financial institution to financial institution, but it seems like they should know or be able to track where that money is going. And second question, is it going out of the country? Uh, that is another another line that Congress can draw, is that if you're doing a wire transfer to another American bank, then we have a better idea through the, the relatively strong know-your-customer requirements in the United States. Uh, but if you see that the money is going offshore, I, I believe that there should be a higher level of scrutiny and, and uh, frankly, a longer delay uh, for the money to move offshore. So if you're moving the money just to a, a different community bank in your neighborhood, the transaction should be allowed to go through more rapidly. But if this money has been transferred in and out and, and bounced around and is now going offshore, uh, we should. There should be some automated uh, checks and delays in the system. That's one of the the fixes that we're looking at to sort of make put higher attention to transactions that look more suspicious. For example, because they're going um, offshore. So, what is being proposed is that you prevent it, not actually recover the money after it happens. Well, make it easier. Make it easier to recover the money. Okay. Uh, there won't be a guarantee in this, but and, and some of these scams are just local as well, that these are members of your community that they may operate offshore accounts in order to sort of launder the money. But this is uh, but not all of the scammers are off in a different country. Some of them are. And, and do you perceive that this is going to happen or? 
Yeah, I, I think so. There, I believe there'll be real uh, steps forward, particularly on getting a secure digital identity. Uh, one of the things that is going to push in this direction is there have been a massive amount of COVID benefit fraud. Estimates are north of $60 billion. And a lot of this were people impersonating other people online in order to claim those COVID benefits. And this, again, did not happen in countries where citizens are provided with a, a secure means of proving they are who they say we are. Uh, and we've, we got very close in the last session of Congress to, to getting a big step forward to that to prevent the taxpayers' money from being stolen by these scamsters. But now um, we're going to, I, I'm very hopeful that in this session of Congress, we'll have bipartisan support uh, to get that across the finish line as well. Congressman Foster, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That's Congressman Bill Foster.